So if your goal is trying to put on muscle, there's some interesting ways to skin it. But sometimes people are just skinny and need to be bigger to handle more weight and just be able to train with more intensity. Hey, power athletes. I want you to buckle in and prepare yourself for one of the coolest podcasts we've done in recent memory. The bulking on a budget. You get a ton of questions on people. How do you get big? How do you get jacked? Especially in this time of hyperinflation when all of a sudden costs have been going up as much as 10%. So if you're going to bulk on a budget and you want to put on, put on lean, thick slabs of muscle and pair with any of our programs, you can check out the bulking protocol, but you can also tune into this podcast to figure all the tips and tricks on how to bulk on a budget. If you want to check out more on nutrition, go to powerathletehq.com slash nutrition for all things Power Athlete Nutrition. Yeah. And if you got little alligator arms we got an opportunity for you to save 20% on all nutrition protocols with the code EATTHEWEEK. All caps. All caps. E-A-T-T-H-E-W-E-A-K. All caps. So stay tuned as Rob and Sam, our nutrition ninjas from Power Athlete, jump on and give us their take on booking on a budget and help you set up the most effective plan to get thick and jacked and juicy. Alrighty then, let's begin. So we are talking bulking on a budget. I am a huge fan of bulking. I love oh, I thought you were gonna say budgeting. Uh, I I do like the idea oh, of penny budgeting. Pension wellborn. Yeah, no. Uh I do like the idea of budgeting. Um the problem is is there invariably something throws me a curveball at every budget I've ever put together. Like you put together a budget, you hit it, and then something just completely crushes it. Like uh, like you come across like a 42-ounce Kobe Tomahawk at the butcher shop that you just happen to be in looking for not that, and then you take it home and destroy it. completely destroys your budget. Well, I'm so sure. how do we put together a plan to where not only can we uh, put on some thick size, but we can also do it intelligently without completely going off the rails and blowing our budget? Similar to a nutrition plan, right? Mm, it's a, I like it. It's a metaphor. Uh, well, we have a specific question from a user. Is this coming from one of your athletes, guys, or or somebody reached out to you with this question? It's, it's uh, Rob. It's athletes. Yeah, it's okay. an athlete. All right, so I got it here. I'm going to read it, and then we'll kick it off. Here we go. I'm bulking. I'm on the bulking protocol doing Jack Street. I'm trying to put on muscle, and it is a lot of food. And It is a lot of food. With the price of food these days, do you have any advice on how I can stretch my food dollar while pursuing my quest to look like the rock? <laughs> you genuine, they, I mean, that's a big goal. <laughs> well, he's free. He's got, you need to be he's on got a to budget shave his head. He's going to have to get shave some his tattoos. Head. Yeah. He's going to have to get some tattoos, uh, black and yeah. Samoan. Uh, it's going to be a tough one too. Yeah. So. Gen X plays in that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll take this first question, and and John, can you give us a brief on what is Jack Street? So people that are just joining us, what is Jack Street, the specific program that we have for targeting building muscle? Yeah, so Jack Street was created many, many years ago in the crucible of what was old Power Athlete HQ. Uh, It started with a simple bet that uh, certain individuals had to either gain 10% of their body weight to put on muscle, or if you could gain more muscle, basically losing 10% of your body weight. And, um, you know, as we were sitting in a small office, a lot of arguments ensued. A bet was placed that involved, I think it was a hundred dollars and something else. I can't remember what the, uh, what the other piece was. And Luke and Tex got 
gained 10% of body weight. Kelly mm-hmm. and I had to lose 10% of body weight. Um, and uh, the program lasted 22 weeks. Uh, wrote a very cool version of the Power Athlete program based upon putting on hypertrophy by cycling, cycling both uh, intensity and volume, finding some really interesting stuff in terms of like shadow max rep sets and just hitting some classic bodybuilding. Um, the program was so successful that we ended up launching on Train Heroic. And yeah. it's become um, not only one of our most successful program, but I believe the most successful biggest program on Train Heroic. So if you're interested in following the number one program on Train Heroic, Jack Street's your one. Yeah, back then, I so I had to put on 10% cultivating mass that I'd never had before. And the biggest thing to realization that I had is that eating basically became more difficult than the training. Yeah. So eating like you, I had a second how, job. How much uh, How much muscle did you put on? 12 pounds of muscle, so 20 total pounds, but 12 of it muscle, 8 where it was, I guess, non-functional tissue mass. I don't know mm-hmm. what it was. Well, it was fat. What? Yeah. We, no. we call that fat. Also more no. water because you have to hold on to more water with more muscle. Yeah, I'm going with water. Uh, what was interesting, <laughs> Luke ended up putting on 25 to 30 pounds of body mass and gained absolutely no muscle because we did bod pods. <laughs> I did DEXAs. So you, you did a DEXA. Luke, we did bod pods. Luke gained zero muscle. And actually, I lost the 10% and I gained something like 12 pounds of muscle. Yeah. Which still doesn't make a lot of sense to me how I gained muscle and, and lost weight. Callie yeah. actually ended up hitting her goal and she lost weight and gained muscle. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, uh, it ended up kind of figuring it out that like sometimes bulking is, you know, like uh, I think in terms if your goal is trying to put on muscle, there's some interesting ways to skin it. But sometimes people are just skinny and need to be bigger. Yeah, and that, to, to handle more weight and just be able to train with more intensity. Yeah, and this is what I wanted to lead to. It doesn't necessarily mean weight gaining weight alone. It's gaining lean muscle mass, and a big part mm-hmm. of that is protein. So bulking on a budget. How much protein do we need a day? As on the the power athlete bulking protocol, and what are some foods that can help get us there the fastest? I will defer to my nutrition ninjas. Yeah. So, um, to gain muscle mass, I'd say anywhere between that one to two grams per pound of body weight. Um, and the bulking protocol will delineate for you where you need to be based on, um, your lifestyle, whether you are, have a gut, don't, you know, you see abs, cause that's going to also depend the way, um, it calculates your macronutrient split. Um, but yeah, budget wise, Uh, And I know Rob did a really awesome spreadsheet of this for the call as well. Um, But chicken thighs are going to be a great source because on the bulking protocol, your protein and fat is going to be higher on the leaning. So you don't have to be stuck with chicken breast and fish, you fortunate folks out there. Um, But chicken thighs, you can do that 80-20 beef, which is cheaper than like the 90-10 or the 93-7. Yogurt, cottage cheese, full fat, everything, eggs, whole eggs. Um, But Rob, what was on your spreadsheet that you came up with specifically for those? Well, I mean, like you just said, and when you look at the bulking protocol, you know, fat is a big piece of this Mm -hmm. because you're just looking for calories. So when you really start to look at some of these things and and what I did was I I looked at Kroger's because that's such a national brand, but you can kind of get it down to... um, you know, price per ounce and, 
And then, you know, most things are looking at like a four ounce serving, which would be really small for most people, but you're, you're looking at anywhere from about 17 cents for like eggs per ounce or like egg whites per ounce to uh, up to 66 cents per ounce for things like grass fed beef, uh, which are, is going to be you're on the expensive side. So um, really when you're kind of looking at a lot of these things, uh, like you said, the chicken thighs uh, really work really well. The uh, fried or frozen chicken breasts work really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, tunas and salmon is pretty reasonably priced while still getting pretty bang for your buck uh, protein. So most of these are somewhere between 19 and 24 grams uh, for a four ounce serving which most people on, especially guys on uh, a guy like this wanting to be the rock, he's going to be uh, a lot more than four ounces per serving. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's looking at getting, you know, 68 to 70 grams per meal. So, you know, really looking at like ground Turkey, uh, canned tuna, chicken thighs are going to be some of the best bang for buck as far as uh, budget wise, since we are in a, in, uh, inflationary. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> I want to double down on the chicken thighs. This is an easy Love go-to. Them. What? So chicken thighs are, are a hedge against inflation? I'm going to, uh, <laughs> yeah, on my budget. Yeah. But yeah, no, no. Thighs, dude, it, it's so much cheaper. And then side by side by chicken breast. I always thought you were more of like a butt man. I didn't know you were a thigh guy. I'll take anything, John. Right. The, um, <laughs> Man, oh, don't you, forget about pork. Speaking of yeah. butt, like oh, pork yeah. He shoulder. It, yeah, he loves a pork butt. <laughs> Bacon. <laughs> go, go pork take it away, shoulder. Sam. Oh, uh, no, pork shoulder. We just did one for Father's Day. And, of course, they always run sales around holidays. But I think like a, it was like a dollar a pound. It was some ridiculous deal. And we're like, hey, we're cooking it tonight. Like, that is the very inexpensive for a lot of protein. Yeah, mm. and then... He, H-E-B, my grocery store gives a price per ounce. I don't know if that's a, a yeah. regular thing. Yeah. But aim to take that into the, the protein section as well. No, and um, you can always just get like kind of, um, I refer to them as sloppy roasts. Because when you go like in the meat counter, like the one that's like uh, just kind of looks sloppy is usually the best one. And then you cook those in. Actually, uh, we cook them in the, the pressure cooker. Or mm-hmm. the, the tags that say 25% off, eat or freeze immediately. That's, that's the ones I like. And do that. Yeah, you gotta uh, do it. <laughs> ribs, ribs aren't overly expensive. Um, mm-hmm. I know that uh, we. I, I like pork ribs much better than spare ribs or uh, the baby backs, but the spare ribs are usually pretty inexpensive. So, and those are also cool, especially if you do them in a slow cooker because you can do them with uh, like a like a, a green chili sauce, and they cook really well. So, yeah. I think it really just comes down to, and I said this from day one: if you're bulking on a budget you have to put some preparation ahead of time. Like you're going to have to go out, you're going to have to meal prep. You're going to have to actually go out and shop and put a little thought into this. I think that where most people screw their budgets, one is to go to the grocery store hungry, which is my number one thing. Don't ever go to the grocery store hungry. Um, it's funny. My wife, uh, when we go to the grocery store, I can tell when she's hungry, when she starts buying just really weird, random shit, I'll be like, what is this? And she's like, I don't know why it's even in there. I'm like, because you're hungry. Um, the other one is, uh, I think if you don't put a plan together on how you're going to feed yourself, you end up making last minute terrible decisions. Well, this is the beauty of the bulking protocol because it essentially is a plan. So we do our offer 
Uh, I'll go shameless plug right now. 20% off all of our nutrition protocols with code eat the week. All capital, caps. all capitals. Yeah. Eat the week. W E A K on that one. But the importance of having a plan. So Sam or Rob, who uh, can best explain like the value of a protocol? Like what's the operation? If I log in, what am I looking at to help me prepare and plan? Yeah, the protocols are awesome because um, you're going to go in, you're going to put your gender, your weight, current weight, and then it's going to ask you, I touched on it a little bit, like, how do you view yourself? Are you fat? Um, and you have like a jiggle. <laughs> be honest. Are you like moderate? Yeah, be honest. because How it, jiggly it, are you? How <laughs> <laughs> jiggle? Oh, that's like that Instagram reel that's like, whatever. Anyway, um, the no, no, money don't jiggle. Now I want to know what the Instagram reel is. <laughs> I don't know. It's the audio and it's like, my money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. <laughs> we can cut that out. No, 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 no. We're, um, we're keeping that in. Keeping it that's in. Also, Charles, yeah, Charles is going to cut the uh, Post Malone. Role, role. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about? I, every time I see Charles driving his car, he's just listening to Post Malone. So weird. Posty. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so back to the protocol. It's going to ask you where you're currently at with your body composition. Uh, and then the cool thing is it's going to spit out um, different ways to break up your meal throughout the day. So you could choose five meals in a day. You could choose three meals in a day. You can also put in where you're going to work out. So are you going to work out before meal one or before meal two? And so it helps you plan a little bit of carb cycling around your workouts. Um, and so then you can literally look at that spreadsheet and say, cool, I need five ounces of protein here, 10 ounces of protein here, 30 grams of carbs, a serving of fat, whatever your meal looks like. And it's just pulling in like, Hey, chicken, broccoli, rice, and peanut butter sounds good. Or a fattier cut of ground beef with potatoes and Brussels sprouts sounds good. And you can just plan your meals very simply that way. Yeah, and this helped me on our previous hammy, hammer, hammer, hammy 90. Uh, hammy. Yeah, print that out and then taking it into the mm-hmm. grocery store and then seeing, okay, X amount of chicken thighs. This is nine bucks. I'm going to get three meals out of this mm. and take care of that. Yeah. Um, I just got to eat the same meal all day. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> uh, the other one I do is I go to Costco. I don't know if you guys are big Costco guys just because well, you're eating for one people, uh, one person, so it doesn't always make sense, even though in college – that was how we got big and jacked was going to Costco where you're like, I'm going to buy, eat all 18 of these chicken breasts today. But um, <laughs> going to Costco, they usually have some interesting deals. Um, I was there mm-hmm. recently and I feel like Costco forgot, uh, forgot the deals. I was like, man, this stuff is, it's, it's expensive as going to the supermarket these days, but um, they do on occasion have some good stuff. So if you're looking for bulk, especially if you're trying to feed a family, you know, Costco mm-hmm. usually puts you in a pretty good place. Bulking family. Yeah, and I you like can it. also, um, do like online shopping. That's what I recommend. That's what we do in my house. Um, and for my clients, cause you can go in section by section with your plan and p- pull what you need. So then if you are hungry or you're not thinking right, you're not going to be tempted to walk in the snack aisle or the candy aisle or the chip aisle. But then you can't battle the temptation. Just like white Goodman from dodgeball. <laughs> uh, I, I like going to the supermarket. I know. I like I, it to go uh, yeah, too. I, I like but I want to. I want to give a small win today for me for not going down that aisle. Which aisle? Yeah, all of them. 
Just take Oreos. my lap and leave. Yeah, but text, I mean, that's where you got to like go and like meet people. It's not like where you meet people at the supermarket. Not in the cookie right? section. I'll go to the vegetables. Oh, this avocado. Just the amount of ripe. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, seems weird, but uh, <laughs> I do like the idea of like, um, I mean, that's pretty sharp being able to go online and select your stuff and then getting it delivered and it kind of removing smart. the temptation. I mean, that's mm-hmm. actually probably one of the smartest things I've heard yeah. in a long time. I'm like, man, that's so good because uh, it happens. You go to the supermarket, something uh, like I go with a plan in the supermarket and uh, we go probably 70, 80% off where I'll get a bunch of stuff and I'll be like, I don't know why I got this. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I'm sometimes I got orange juice last night and my excuse is Stan efforting told me to. Mm. So four years ago, the one that I like <laughs> is, uh, I found this gluten-free cornbread that you can oh. cook in a cast iron pan and that's phenomenal. And so that's like my idea. If I'm like, all right, if I'm going to do a carb refeed day, that, uh, that cast iron, um, gluten-free cornbread cooked in the thing is by far my most favorite thing. The only problem is, is then I try to give it to the kids and they'll be like, I don't like it. And at which point like my head pops off cause I can't figure them out. Yeah. We went so. to barbecue for father's day and I had to eat um, chicken breast and Brussels sprout while everyone else was eating pulled pork and cornbread muffins and hush puppies and French fries. Nothing tastes as good as being thin. Oh God. Is that yeah. Mel Hinsman? That is Callie. That, goes- that is Callie's <laughs> yeah. mom, Mel Hinsman. First of all, nobody said beauty was, uh, or, or uh, no, what did she say? It hurts uh, to be beautiful. Yeah, it, yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it hurt because she was like, uh, I guess the story goes, she was brushing Callie's hair and was like, when she was little, like ripped her hair out. She's like, ow. She's like, it hurts to be beautiful. And then the other one is, nothing tastes as good as being thin. <laughs> so good old Mel, Mel Hinsman. <sighs> so yeah, I use that one all the time. On my I'd daughter. argue that. I tried, <laughs> but I'd argue that right about now. <laughs> well, you're close. Uh, the, yeah. So if um, I think we have components here. If you're if you're bulking, the one thing that you don't want to do is if you're not training consistently. If you're not giving me at least four or five days a week, I would be hesitant to have somebody bulk. I had one guy be like, hey, can I do the bulking protocol and I'm only training one day a week? And I was like, no. Um, the bulking tends to work if you're burning enough calories and you're working through and you're you know, hitting protein synthesis and you're creating a positive environment to bulk into. The one thing you mm-hmm. don't want to do is just uh, start overeating and do nothing and turn into a, just a you know major fat ass because nobody's happy about that. As we talked about on this podcast, uh, carrying a bunch of excess body fat, extremely oxidative, and ends up you know skewing your health. I know when Luke gained all that weight, um, you know, and didn't gain any muscle, which was soul crushing for him. Uh, he had some metabolic issues and those didn't mm-hmm. resolve until he ended up leaning out and losing the weight. So I really kind of hesitate people on the bulk. If you're training and you have all the catalysts to effectively use it and kind of uh, reconfigure it in positive ways, it is don't bulk and then be like, oh, I've missed a month of training, but I'm yes. still bulking. Mm-hmm. That's just called overeating. <laughs> yes. And. Uh, Jack Street's a lot of work, yeah. so we're talking five to six days a week of training, yeah. and it's 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 hard, it's heavy, and I mean it's classic bodybuilding with the the athleticism twist. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's power athletes interpretation. So I mean, there's some classic right. bodybuilding, but I think in terms of movement selection, the way that we skin some stuff creates a little bit different environment. It's also something that can be done in a global gym and in the comfort of your own home if you have a garage gym. Assuming you have some barbells and dumbbells and some other things. So I yeah, think we're, 
spotter machine needed. Yeah. So, I mean, like I remember going through and the reason that 22 Jack Street was so positive was uh, we were both training at Power Out. They were training at Balboa and we would go to a um, Metrics, which was a commercial gym. So, with, like we were kind of working through the whole deal. And uh, by doing having those different uh, opportunities to train different places uh, allowed for just a very robust program. So, it was neat. Well, with that hard work, we need energy and carbohydrates and carbs get a dirty mm-hmm. name. So to our nutrition ninjas, where would we lean on bulking on a budget, but now speaking specifically to carbs to fuel the fire? I think rice, uh, rice especially is just cause you can buy it in such bulk that, you know, it's going to last a long time and get, you're going to get quite a bit out of that. And from a, like potatoes are great, but they're going to be a little bit more expensive, even if you go uh, frozen wise, because I was looking at one comparison, even at least with Kroger, that it ends up being about, I don't know, a dollar a serving, I think it was, versus something like 15 cents a serving or or um, something close to that, right? Like a five five pound bag of of Mahatma jasmine rice is like $7 and 49 cents. So that's like 50, mm-hmm. uh, you know, quarter cup servings. So that's a lot of carbohydrates uh, for very little amount of money. Um, I think any of the, any of the rices are going to be that way when you start to get into quinoa and buckwheat and uh, some of those things, then you start to get a little bit more expensive per, per serving. So. Uh, yeah. Old man Zang is, uh, was pretty sharp. And I remember um, him saying it and then actually Mauro reiterating almost the exact same statement, which is it's a lot easier to eat a pound of pasta than it is a pound of rice. And so that was their idea of like, hey, mm-hmm. like, you know, if you're going to use carbs and you need to eat a ton of carbs, you know, eating something like pasta, you know, you can sit down and eat two or three pounds of pasta. Um, but, you know, it's almost impossible to eat a pound of rice. So. Mm-hmm. The idea is like, if you want to, you know, and then, you know, I, I, we also run into like, well, what about the rice? You can also steam your rice with like chicken stock, beef stock, chi- mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, vegetable stock if you want to, but like, you know, definitely steaming it in the stock adds a, a completely different flavor to it. And then you just have to fit, you know, calculate it in those calories. Um, but, uh, being smart and being like, Hey, if I'm in the bulk or in lean, whatever you're doing, being able to make your carb selection in that, like, you know, not all carbs are the same and being intelligent on how you attack it. Yeah. And I would say if you are bulking, um, rice would be more favorable because kind of compared to that pasta analogy, I find potatoes are more filling than rice. So if you're having to hit a higher carbohydrate goal than you're used to, rice will be easier to stomach than potatoes. Um, Also a big fan of oatmeal. So oatmeal is pretty inexpensive bang for your buck. And that can be, you can throw oatmeal super versatile and you can make meatloaf, throw it into protein shakes, um, smoothies, blend it, um, breakfast, a dinner or like a dessert before bed. It's very, it just takes on whatever flavor you're, you want. Delicious. The delicious next, next question. I know this is a problem that Luke experienced bulking is that he found magic meals just to hit the the calories the protein the macros and all that but he was eating the same thing week in week out now what we took a step back from and after his blood work has learned and and he went all in on the value of roy g biv 
variety, mm -hmm. vegetables, vitamins, and minerals. So we won't let anyone make that same mistake because the, the challenges that he faced following. So what's some guidance for hitting what we need to Roy G. Biv on a budget? Eat in season. Um, so now that it's summertime, things like watermelon, berries, um, summer squashes, zucchini, all of that's going to be a lot more affordable than like Brussels sprouts, which are a cold weather crop. So if you kind of follow the seasons, um, that can help with cost. Um, also, the less, the least amount of prep, the more, you know, there's like the <laughs> words, there's like the pick prep section where you can buy like pre-cut watermelon. That's mm -hmm. going to be more expensive than buying the whole melon. Sure, you're getting the rind, but the more work that someone has done on that produce item, the more you're going to pay. Um, that's why, you know, chicken tenderloins and chicken breasts, like there's a varying degree of price. So the more whole you can buy a product, the more affordable it's going to be. Hmm. I think, uh, to, I think that is absolutely correct. And, but like one of the things that I think are undervalued and are a viable source is, uh, frozen vegetables and fruits. Mm -hmm. Um, I was reading a study recently where uh, they actually looked at that and kind of over time, the value, the mm -hmm. micronutrient value in the frozen held up. And that's likely because of decomposing of the fresh, right? So like over several days, uh, the frozen will stay pretty true to what they were from the beginning because of how they're frozen. And now, of course, that's over time long time that will probably change but in the short term over the course of a couple weeks uh you'll you'll get a lot of bang for your buck out of that and not have any spoilage and things like that mm -hmm. so from a from a budgetary standpoint and from a micronutrient standpoint it's actually a pretty viable source to have frozen vegetables mm -hmm. to have that on hand i'm a i'm a big fan of that Talking about seed oils and preparation, I know now cheaper is not necessarily healthier because we're mm -hmm. seeing a lot more come out on seed oils and how they're they're negative for us. So just throwing this out there, if I'm looking for oils and preparation to help me cook all this cheap, cheap food, where should I go for the most bang for my buck, but still not Ooh. fuck up my day? Well, Sam had a, um, some really good input on this and that uh, getting people to actually calculate the amount of oil that they're using when they cook. So yeah. I, was gonna... um, uh, I would just in general oils, olive oil, um, coconut oil, olive oil is going to have a lower smoke point. So if you're cooking something on high heat, I'd go more towards a coconut oil. But olive oil is good for like light sauteing. Um, but yeah, what was it? It was a drizzle turns into a pour really quick with oil. Yeah. So um, measuring it out, because that even if you're bulking, that can be a lot of unwanted calories. Um, I know personally, I eat a lot of peanut butter for my fat sources. Um, but I have now started actually taking the peanut butter jar, putting it on the scale, and then scooping out the 16 grams or one serving that way. Because even using the tablespoon scoop, I was probably scooping... 20 uh, 25 grams yeah well, <laughs> and it looked yeah. it looked it's full and i'm like wow that's an extra you know 50 to 100 calories which if you're doing that three times a day that's a lot 
three times um, a sitting. Yeah. Yeah. No, sitting. Uh, <laughs> like just I always like nut butters are the death of everybody. I mean, they just, I mean, like, like I, I wonder if like that food alone is singly derailed, you know, countless, you know, figure and, and oh. bodybuilders just being like, I just ate an entire jar of this stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, I find that like, it's kind of like, uh, like cutting the onion, like they're fine. Like just don't cut the onion. But, yeah. um, I, I also do know, and I, I think Sam, the way you're kind of looking at it, if like you're eating some fairly lean form of protein, whether it be like, you know, uh, fish or chicken or whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to have to make up your fat. And I know that in terms of like the bodybuilding diet, like you're doing, um, it's a bigger amount of food. So like you can eat like I'll eat like this eight ounces of chicken, but I can also have this and this. Whereas if I just ate mm-hmm. eight ounces of red meat, this is all I get. So I think exactly. it's kind of like just a higher volume of food. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, there's definitely uh, some approaches in terms of like food selection that allows you to eat more. It's kind of like, um, um, yeah, uh, like vegetables, like there's like, uh, certain vegetables are more nutrient dense than others. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's just kind of how you want to skin it and more importantly, uh, but one of my favorite questions on the bulk is like, well, how many vegetables do I need as much as you can handle? Eat as much yeah. vegetables as you want. You need as much fiber as you can. And I remember that, that, that was an oh, issue okay. that Luke went through, um, was, uh, not getting enough fiber and then feeling like extremely backed up. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. fucking up the fiber dude. Yeah. And like opposite to what I'm doing right now is if you are like eating in a surplus things like smoothies, protein shakes, um, those are going to help you get the volume of food you need, but not feel as full. Um, Cause a lot of people, if you're sitting there eating back to the chicken breast, if you're eating 10 ounces of chicken breast or ground Turkey, like it feels like a lot of food, but if you can get that in a patty or um, you know, you back to that oatmeal smoothie, if you do some like whole milk or yogurt with, oatmeal, nut butter and, or coconut flakes and berries or and protein powder, you can drink a lot more um, mm. and not feel like bloated and gross. So what would you say, uh, or, or uh, I mean like, okay, so we've gone through pork. We've obviously gone through red meat. Mm. We've talked about chicken thighs and white. Is there a certain fish that you guys would recommend uh, for the bulk, I mean, is there, uh, um, you know, I, I know, uh, I'm not a huge fan of like farm raised salmon after I saw the way that it was raised, not to say mm-hmm. that there's a huge difference in, and I just don't like the fact that they have to diet pink for us. Um, but, uh, like what would be like a, a cheap fish? I remember when I lived in Florida, um, we used to be able to buy, I think it was called redfish. It was Red just like a real, yeah, yeah, it was just basically like a, uh, like a white fish to catch in Florida. Um, I, uh, would never eat tilapia. I'd avoid tilapia. And the only reason I know was when we would uh, scuba dive and skin dive, the tilapia were usually the first fish to show up to eat the trash. So they're kind of a trashy fish. I don't, I don't, I don't dig on them. But I know the redfish that we'd get in Florida were these big uh, redfish. And it was fairly inexpensive to be able, to be able to cook it in the pan. And um, I, you know, we would do it with rice and kind of break it up and did it like a million different ways. So I think it depends on what you're looking for. But, man, I remember Florida redfish was excellent. So. Yeah. And fish is great. But again, that you're going to get more volume um, or just the quantity. Once it cooks down, the quantity you're going to be consuming is a lot more than pork or red meat. Um, I've been really enjoying orange roughy. There's a local shop that has orange roughy and it's, I don't know, it's a sweeter fish, but it's still dense and that's really good, but it's no fat. So, (laughs) 
So then you're like, I got to gotta cover it in olive oil or do other things for it. Oh, uh, I just bake it uh, with nothing except lemon on it. Sounds really exciting. Oh, yeah. So, Rob, what's your uh, since uh, Sam is obviously getting in shape for her, um, uh, <laughs> you know, bikini figure bodybuilding stuff. Um, you know, what would be your go-to meal if you were going to try to put on the bulk and you were like, I'm going out, I'm going to try to eat a ton of calories. What would you skin together? I, I think for me, I would, I would go with the, with the chicken thighs cause they're just, they taste good. They're going to have quite a bit of fat in them. Uh, so I'm going to get a lot of calorie and, and protein out of it. I'm going to probably mix that with, uh, some sort of rice, uh, just because I, I like rice with that. And then I'm going to um, throw in a bunch of peppers and different colors and then probably have some other sides with it. And then I might even also have a side of cottage cheese just to, to really bulk up the, the meal. And, and I would probably mostly do that at home. Um, I think, unfortunately, when you go out to eat, you just, you're going to get a lot of junk calories versus actual, you know, real nutrition just because of the way they prepare things. And uh, I would just prefer to prepare it in my own kitchen and uh, have a lot more control over it. So that's that would be my go-to. And then I would probably put some some sort of hot sauce or salsa on top of it. Mm-hmm. The restaurant that I think was the single best place to eat if you're in the bulk because you consume more calories than you ever thought was singly possible for the meal, Cheesecake Factory. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to the Cheesecake Factory, but they started putting the calories, like uh, like how many calories were in each meal, on the on the uh, on the menu. I'm sure, that killed uh, their service, dude. <laughs> you were like, uh, you know, because because there there was a um, when I lived in Philly, there was a Cheesecake Factory up in um, King of Prussia, and so we would go up there. Uh, John Ritchie lived in that area. So we would go there and we go to dinner. And I remember one time I looked and I used to get, I forgot what I would get. Um, but uh, it was like, whatever. It, it didn't seem like a lot. And I remember being like, there's like 3,600 calories when I just got to dinner. And well, there's we, also 3,600 items on the menu. True. They do have a big menu. But I think uh, if you're really, if you want to throw your budget out the window and not that uh, Cheesecake Factory is expensive, but if you really want to pack on the LBs, go to Cheesecake Factory. I don't even think We're not going to end on that endorsement. Well, I, I'm just saying, I don't even think they have one here in, in, in Texas. Do they have one here? Um, well, it closed there's, down. There's, there's one in Houston. Well, that well, makes sense. Really Houston. Raleigh. It is it's the Houston. fattest city in America. <laughs> I know from experience. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you this. Uh, we, we went to a Houston Astros game a couple, uh, two weeks ago. And um, I haven't spent much time in Houston. But I'll tell you, I was impressed by the amount of restaurants that they have. Like it was unbelievable everywhere we went. Like there was just like two or three restaurants everywhere. And, uh, like, I feel like in Austin, you got to kind of like hunt for a restaurant. Like, like you couldn't trip over food faster than you can in Houston. It's unreal. Yeah. yeah. Houston, Both. Houston's a neighborhood city for sure. You don't even ever have to venture out of your neighborhood to find mm-hmm. almost anything you want. Yeah. Yeah. So. Different clicks. It's cool. Like that. Both the Astros owner restaurant group, Rockets owner restaurant group. So both of those guys have, monopolies of restaurants moguls that bought them sports teams so that's mm-hmm. how fat houston is so yeah. uh well i think uh, was houston voted fatter than new orleans in terms of like overall fatness uh i it gets my vote i've been to both <laughs> I, think, I think they're both in the top five for sure yeah well i, I, I did my 
internship in Houston because I was a restaurant manager and I interned in Houston for a summer. So what do you think? Papado's Seafood Kitchen. <laughs> yeah, that was my sister's they're, first they're job. Papacitos, yeah. Mexican. Papacitos. Oh, that Papacitos is right next door. The original. Uh, so good. <laughs> I've eaten at Papacitos. So whenever we would go play Houston, um, uh, Jermaine Mayberry was from Texas. And like we always had to go to like, it was either Papacitos or, uh, you know, Papa Seafood. And then uh, Papa Brother's mm-hmm. Steaks is excellent. It's oh, yeah. really it's, good. And yeah. I went to school with the family. So it's actually Pappas. Mm. But Pappas. they're Greeks. Yeah. Yeah, they also have a Greek restaurant. They have they a Greek a one now. Well, yeah, that's because they're they're Greeks. Nice. Yeah, Mama Mia, something like that. I, uh, my dad lives over there. So if well, we digress, yeah. Let's, if, uh, sorry, if if people need help in the bulk, and I think we're experienced bulkers, um, you know, they can not only what reach out, but we also have this bitching service for nutrition coaching, where you mm-hmm. can have Sam and Rob take you on this wonderful journey of packing on thick slabs of muscle. So if people want to get more information, where are they going to find it? Our email, so nutrition at powerathletehq.com. That goes to me and Rob. If you want to individualize your communication, mine is Samantha Flaherty at powerathletehq.com. And Rob's is Rob Xline. It's yep. the full name. Yep. That is the full name. All right. At powerathletehq.com. And we troll our inbox, you know, once a day. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. But- and the opportunity to get 20% off of your bulking protocol that you can yeah. print out and take the grocery store with you mm, with the code eat the week, all caps, all caps. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming on and discussing the bulk and, uh, uh, hopefully people are listening, excited about the bulk and then they reach out and hopefully. Yep. Easy powerathletehq.com forward slash nutrition for everything that we talked about, including their contact information. Cool. Yep. All right. That does it for another episode of the Power Athlete Nutrition Ninjas. Bye. Bye. Now it's time for you to empower your performance. Head to powerathletehq.com backslash training to choose from a number of programs to meet your specific performance goals. And if you like to break a mental sweat too, visit academy.powerathletehq.com and become a real stakeholder in you or your athlete's success. Until next time, bye.